Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 173 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Ben Moss-Woodward, otherwise known as Commander Edelweiss, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder this evening, we have Commander Psycho-Cow, Grant Walcott. Good evening. We have Commander Toxic. Good evening. We have Commander Shan. Hello. And I'm not going to even try pronouncing your full name there, Shan, because I always murder it. That's all right. And we also have a special guest. We have Kate, otherwise known as Commander Angel, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, that's or a- one. Angel Musical or something? <laughs> Just Angel. Commander Angel. Good evening, everyone. Right, well, seeing as I went with Kate, Kate last, I'm going to go with Kate first. Why don't you tell us a wee bit about yourself, Kate? Who are you? What do you do in game? Why are you here? Uh, okay, so in game, I generally just do a bit of trading, and uh, I'm a bit of a menace sometimes. Have been known <laughs> to do that. Um, Surely not as bad as Flossie. Quite possibly. <laughs> I've, I've done some pretty evil things in game, but I won't go into those. <laughs> Have you been evil to NPCs? Um. Well, maybe some players and quite a lot of NPCs have been known to be a bit bad in the odd res here and there. But you don't do nasty, horrible things like fire your innocent crewmen who've been working and slaving their their sweats their sweatsuits off, and then you fire them just before they get paid. You've not done that, have you? Well, I don't tend to pay them usually, uh, except in spuds. <laughs> This is shocking. How many people are there? Then they're doing well out of me. Equal rights for NPCs. (laughs) Come on, this is the equal uh, fair pay for NPCs. This is this is shocking behaviour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, talking about that, we've got our director of inhuman resources, Shan. What you been up to, buddy? Um, I've been really busy at work, so I haven't had an awful lot of game time. Um, but I've just come hot off the heels of killing a Thargoid to help some friends out. And uh, I've been also soloing Thargoids during the week. So I've been reasonably busy, but not to my usual state of busyness. You monster. 
You're right. Well, see, see, what you do is when you kill a Thargoid, no, you, no, no. you have to give them 500 tons of Imperial slaves. It's like penance. So you feed the slaves to the Thargoids, and then they go away happy. Like, does does that make the Thargoids extra tender, and then you can go off and barbecue them later? Well, see, what you can then do, you can then rescue the slaves again, and they feel really grateful for you, even though it's you that fed them. Have we got any evidence, actually, as to what the Thargoids are doing with these slaves? Um, I've heard rumours that they're eating them. Well, they take them on board ship, but they could be just taken to like the uh, the space equivalent of the Bahamas or something. And they're well, also they could the be like space dolphins. They're just you know helping commanders to port. I think they're hooking them up to the Matrix or something. <laughs> Yeah, they could be like those those aliens in Torchwood. Remember the ones that that uh, use children to get a fix from Human Hooker. I I don't remember that episode. I'm gonna. I need to rewatch Torchwood. Actually, I enjoyed that series. It could be maybe the maybe the humans are their equivalent of Onion Head. <laughs> Not even gonna go there. Anyway, <laughs> talk about, talk about Onion Head. What have you been up to, Toxic? Um, I've just flown 12, ki- uh, yeah, 12 Kylies to come out and look at some ancient ruins. Yes, you are mad. And we'll get on to why you did that a little bit later in the show. So apart from flying 12 Kylies, what else have you been up to? Um, losing sleep. Um, no idea why. Is it down the back of the sofa again? Yeah, probably. Uh, Toxic, you've got some people saying can't hear you, mate. Why can't they hear me? I am getting annoyed with OBS for this. Right. Grant, while Toxic sorts himself out, what about yourself, buddy? Yep, sure, always. Um, I just want to say, if you're listening to the radio station, you heard Toxic fine. So, no, 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 Twitch, no. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what have I been up to? I am finally over the lurgy that was affecting me all last week. I had a sort of relapse yesterday and was not feeling particularly bright, but today's been a uh, one of those days which either makes you or breaks you. We, um, my brother and I, we had a van hired yesterday and we moved equipment from my shed to his new house. We moved rubble and waste from the bathroom ripped out from... My daughter's house to the tip with two runs of that and it was bloody heavy work, I have to say. I've never been quite so physically wasted in, as I am today, but um, other than that, so I was too ill to do anything all weekend. Um, they even play Battlefront, you know, Battlegrounds, Player Unknown. It's just bleh. So um, I'm looking forward to getting back into game this week and getting some running missions for the truckers and Barnard Star so that we can take it over and force the poorly, poorly, poorly Mr. Winnard uh, into rewriting the entirety of the series. And that has to be done, but then again, we also need to try and maybe record the series and get Rory Scarlet, yes, that's you, Rory Scarlet, to record his parts. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> that's right Rory we're still waiting um, is, he still, is he still not done them I know Dob was done his now so we're all good in that respect season 2 episode 2 is on the editing decks it has been done it has some of the most inappropriate lines I've ever heard in a podcast 
So do uh, you know, look it was to only that? recorded what about a year ago, nine months ago or something? Yeah. A year now was it? It's over a year. It's yeah. been a while. I know that. So it'll be out soon. It will be as soon as we can get that last part, and and then of course we're going to have the new stuff written. Although we do have to allow enough bit of time for poor old Mr Winter who has had some pretty significant health issues this week and we wish him all the very best and a, a speedier recovery as is possible well, I mean, this, this actually this news surprised me because I think myself along with a lot of other folk really did question whether Mr Winner had, had a heart or not and well he has one and it's buggered <laughs> yeah he's, he's knackered it so yeah which, yeah, I'm, I'm, in all seriousness, I think, you know, we all want to wish you a happy birthday. Love Simon, and, you know, hope he gets all right and things like that. Um, yeah, I have to admit, I, well, my son managed to break me the other day. Um, he decided I needed to go and do some sit-ups and push-ups and things like that. And um, I wind up doing basically about 20-plus minutes of arm exercises and it kind of it just killed me because I don't you know I, I don't really use my arms that much you know it's like I, I type computer I type code and I play with my joystick and that's about all I really use my arms for you were arm wrestling your son no he had me doing some oh about 10 minutes of push ups uh, then doing doing the plank stuff doing side plank doing uh, like dangling and dangling off things and so on I thought we said you were a complete plank. Boomtish. <laughs> um, so I did that, which yeah, that kind of broke me. I was I felt all right on the day, but then on Monday, I guess it would have been Monday. I was just I cu- I couldn't move my arms. You know, I was sitting there trying to work, and my fingers were literally wobbling still. Um, I, I forgot probably to just. Say. I forgot to say it was my sister's wedding on Thursday last week as well. Oh, um, yeah, we saw some lovely knees and yes, legs. I have got some awesome legs, you know. I have the legs of a 21-year-old supermodel. And less bright socks than Commander, well, than Dave Pearson. Yes. You needed his, his neon bogey green socks, to be honest, to set this ensemble off. Why is TC Fire Warrior asking, are these guys offensive like Toxic? Toxic, have you got something you need to tell us? Mm, I might be kind of offensive on my own stream. Right. What's on my stream stays on my stream. What's on Live Radio goes everywhere. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And that's not offensive? <laughs> not as offensive as some of the stuff we go through, but I'm not going to go into that here. <laughs> that's all right. Well, are you as offensive as the Drabble Show? Is anything as offensive as the Drabble Show? I don't know. TC Fire Warrior. Should we put him up to the test? Grant, when is the travel show for, for you to do this gauntlet throwdown stuff? Oh, well, we could also do it on Fridays from 7 o'clock onwards, as long as I don't get power cuts or anything else thrown in my way this week. Um, so, yeah, I'll need to come and check out your stream talk, uh, talk so I can see what's going on there. When do you stream most nights? Um... Pretty much as and when, yeah, most evenings. Excellent. Well, she'll check it out and see how offensive you are and report back next week. Are you going to yeah. mark him out of ten? Uh, I think when it comes to the offensive scale, you mark them out of pretty much three. 
Because you yeah, know, I'm trying to figure out actually is is the Drabble show more or less generally offensive than Dockers though? Um, I think I've seen I think I've seen the most uh, WTF is this stream about comments on the Drabble show more so than Dockers. Um, so I think probably the Drabble show is more shocking. Uh, than Dockers is. Dockers is, is the kind of uh, <coughs> burst into loud laughter because it catches you off guard with the humour a bit. Uh, anyway, moving moving away from Drabbles and whatever the hell a Drabble is, we'll go. We'll slide into the development news, which yeah. there hasn't been a heck of a lot of. Um, I think the most relevant thing that I found from Frontier was that they eventually got round to releasing the Exploring Alien Life video which I was lucky enough to see at Frontier Expo, um, and now eventually everyone else can see it as well, which is awesome. I think they're all up, aren't they? That's the only elite one that I saw, but then I was checking it at 6am this morning, so there might have been other yeah, things I, that I missed. I, I only saw one as well. Uh, there was one this morning, that's all I saw, but it was like 7 or 8 when I checked. Yeah, I'd only had one cup of coffee by then. Yeah. <laughs> I know the Planet Coaster one is up as well, but this is not Planet Coaster Radio. No. Um, but anyway, if you haven't seen that video, it's well worth a watch. It's it's really, really... It gets very, very nicely science and goes into the Drake Equation and Fermi Paradox and all that good stuff that you know, we all love. And, you know, cause I think we, we've said it before, actually, that the Frontier Talks at at the expo were all they didn't talk down to the audience they accepted you know we've got a fairly intelligent fan base here let's treat them as such rather than going to the lowest common denominator yeah, yeah I, I thought they were i like I it when people say that that's I that's because i wasn't there <laughs> yeah i thought they're about the adult <laughs> level they're about the level of an adult christmas lecture if you remember as a kid you used to watch a christmas lecture yeah. on the bbc too and i thought oh, they were yes. very much in that same same vein. I yeah, I'd agree with that. Oh, the Christmas lectures, aren't they still going? They're still going, yeah. I, I don't think they're on BBC Two now, though. I think it's changed now. I, I want Channel to say five. I thought there was Channel 4, but I, I, I thought there was still five. Going. It might be 5. It might well be. Mm. Uh, anyway, I'm not sure. I can't same... remember the last time I watched the TV. <laughs> well, there is that for me as well, I have to admit, but that's by the by. In the same vein as the Exploring Alien Life video, there was a really, really cool video that one of the Hutton Truckers actually released, which was all about stars. It's uh, by Commander Eros uh, Maidlung, and he's actually a real-life doctor in particle physics, and he just started, it, started out a stream of videos, which he will hopefully do more of, called The Physics of Elite. Now... Have any of you guys seen that and want to say anything I about have. it? I have, yeah, yes. Go, Sean. It was actually really interesting because one of the questions he provides an answer for is why are there so many yellow and red stars in Elite when it might not be in the galaxy? So he kind of talked about star types and why they are like they are. So that's quite interesting. So if you ever wondered why there's a yellow sun and another yellow sun and another yellow sun, he goes into that. So it's really interesting, and it's not and it's not too kind of overwhelming for non-science people. 
Yeah, but it does also go, it goes into some nice detail. It was really interesting videos I thought to watch. So we'll link that in the show notes if you've not seen it. It's really it's well worth a watch, and it's quite prettily done as well. And it is very of, well done. Graphs and and sciency stuff, and it's good things. Um, I think after that, I have to. I've not seen these glossy fang fang things. So who who added that? Was it one of you guys? Was a grant? Listening things? Glossony Fang. I didn't add it, but I have been following the thread. Okay, could you can you explain then the Glossony Fang series of videos that he's been doing? Well, a commander called Glossony Fang has done a series of videos and notes on how to solo a Thargoid. And they, they go into quite some detail as to how the mechanics work, uh, recommended ship lay, layout and tactics. And he's also been updating them as the Thargoid encounter changes. So it's worthwhile having a look at them. Even if you don't want to solo them, uh, but you want to do it in a wing, it's well worth checking out because they'll give you some very good hints on how best to do it. So worthwhile. Actually, talking about that, and this is engaging behavior that I wouldn't do personally, Governor, um, I've heard people guessing that the Thargoid encounter changes if you're in a wing or not, is that just people making excuses or, or is that a thing? I'm not sure because as I, I just come off the back of, of, of killing one with a couple of friends in a wing and it took noticeably longer in a wing than what it has done solo. Now, whether it's because of networking was going strange or it does scale, I'm not 100% sure. My I'd have to look at it a bit more, but for example, the hearts took longer to take down when you were in a wing than what it does solo. So, and the encounter took, when I last did, took 30 minutes, and usually I can get them down under 10 solo. So, I'm not sure. It could be networking or it could be intended. Um, I, I guess we can only wait on more data, really. Actually, I kind of like the idea that it's they scale up, shall we say? Oh, definitely. I think if it is if it is intentional, which it probably is, to be honest, um, if it is intentional, it, that's great because what it means is it's a challenge for a wing of players rather than being too easy. Because many of us saw when they first came out a whole wing of players unloading all their missiles at a poor Thargoid and killing it instantly, which. Yes, it's funny, yeah, but no, just it's, also, it's also not a challenge. So if it does scale up the number of players in the instance and becomes a challenge still, I think that's a really good move. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, so, Grant, are you back yet? Yep, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Okay. So, is there anything you... Was it you who added on about Gluttony Fang? Is there anything else that you want to say about the series? No, I don't know. That could have been a colonism because um, that's one of those things where, you know, again, I've not had a chance to keep up with anything this week at all. I am completely in the darkest to elite this week. Okay, okay. Maybe maybe it was it was the lovely Colin then who told us about this and unfortunately Colin's having to do with some of his real life stuff and I think his, his mother's done, so... Uh, that might be a good thing, it might be a bad thing. It depends on, on what Colin and his mother's like, I suppose, doesn't it? Um, I suspect he gets on quite well, otherwise he'd make his excuses, wouldn't he? 
Oh, I, I know if it's my mother's town, it's usually like, oh, I'd really love to see you, Mum, and I know you've travelled all the way down from Edinburgh, but I'm doing a show tonight, I can't talk to you, sorry. Can you not just set the grandchildren on her and, like, get them to kind of entertain her while you go up and do something? I could try that. But then again, if I was having an evening without the kids... I can think of other things that I'd rather do than be on the show True. as well. True. But no, you can, you, you can use children like chaff, you see, when relatives come. What, deploy the child? <laughs> yeah. Exactly that. Did you not know that? Uh, it's never worked for me that in the past, but then again, I've, I maybe don't have the experience in it. I don't have my own kids and it works for me. I get bundled with my nieces and nephews, I just hand off someone else. Depends whether they're using gimbaled or fixed, though. To <laughs> I, I, get, I suspect that my kids are probably turreted, to be honest. Well, they, they change, yeah. don't they? Children, <laughs> children start off as turreted because they spin round and round at random. Yeah. And they go gimbal and they go one thing to the other. And then when they get older, they become fixed as soon as you show them a console. <laughs> <laughs> are you, what, would, what would be ta- attaching them onto a ta- uh, tablet? <laughs> Oh, fixed. Okay, so tablet is fixed even though the tablet can move. Yes, because they're still fixed on the tablet. Fair enough, then. In that case, then, yeah, even my five-year-old's a fixed weapon, then God help us all. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. Right. Now, did anyone else see the... Uh, the there's a nice thread by Commander Yosherian Yosher- on Reddit all about optimizing your materials and data and stuff like that. Which, after I read that and I was like, okay, I'm not majorly into the engineers. I don't really like the engineers. But I appreciated what he went off and did there with telling us, okay, this is the, this is the material that's complete guff because we've hardly got any, any data storage and any material storage. And this is, the, this is the stuff that you really do want to hang on to and why. Yeah, I saw that, and I even I even complied with it because I'm always at my max data and always at my max materials, and that sort of thing is very useful to remind yourself is what actually is useful. Because yeah, you know, for example, the materials have changed. Like when engineers first came out, polonium was like gold dust. Polonium, you you held on to that, but now the use for polonium has faded somewhat, so you don't need it as much as you do as arsenic, for example. Yeah, so I was going to think, just thinking, it's always asking that I seem to be looking for. Now, I thought, is, so it made some, some basic common sense thing. Well, I think it makes common sense, but then only in hindsight, I suspect that, you know, first of all, is like always make sure that you overstock the material that you need for your guns, cause, and that you need for leveling up your guns as well, actually, because, you know, you'll go and get your, you'll get yourself up to G5, and then you say, well, actually, this is the kind of laser that I want. And once he's done that, then he's like, now you've got to go off and get yourself, you know, buy favours with them again to get yourself back up to get another Class 5 laser. And it's a pain in the arse, but that's the way it works. Which I thought, I thought that made sense, and it's not something... It, it, it doesn't, it does, and that's the way I engineer. I've got a little yeah. spreadsheet I, I plug in where I've got my, a list of my materials, and it tells me how many of each I need to rank back up to a rank 5 before I can save that. Okay, that's handy then, yeah. 
Um, and I thought it made sense. Is is something I never knew about. Apparently, that keep all the materials for overcharged power plants because every one of the overcharged power plants is useful. Um, unlike many of the other things, where the G five is only the one that you only the one that you want to hang on to, which I never knew that. Um, holding on to synth- synthesis material that just yeah that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then I like the fact that he actually is like gone off and taken the time to identify the material and the data that isn't used in anything and is actually just completely and utterly useless. Because <laughs> I've got so much of that crap in my. But you know what will happen. Drive just now. Make the game and the stuff that you've just been discarded fifty of will now become immediately valuable and immediately less common. Well, naturally, and and hopefully he'll keep this up to date. But if he doesn't, it's the kind of thing. Actually, this needs to be a wiki page, basically, that could be kept updated as it's as it's done. It's um, probably worthwhile um, revisiting the having a spring clean now, and then having a going back to it once the engineering changes have gone in. Mm. One update. I'm not sure, but they, they might change the recipes in the engineering update. That would not surprise me in the least, I have to admit. And I've just managed to totally utterly lose everything, so bear with me a second. <laughs> I found my show notes again. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'll go. I'll give myself a shout out last. Um, Frontier have given us just today, I believe, we've got some nice, if you're into that kind of thing, um, decals, which are all Halloween themed. And this one is nice, actually. There's a a pumpkin um, bobblehead, which and I think the pumpkin bobblehead looks absolutely awesome. But I wasn't really that convinced about the glowy, the glowy skins, the glowy decals. But that's just me. And what do I know? I thought they looked quite cool. Again, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, but like the Christmas tree, I'm always a bit worried about putting these decorations on my ship if I'm going on an exploration trip somewhere because you can have a Christmas tree and it, you're like not back for six months and you've got this stupid Christmas tree stuck in on the middle of March. In the middle of March, yeah. That's what I was like in my student days in real life. I remember there was one year where you know we actually went off and we put we had the Christmas tree up and didn't really think twice about it all the way through till you know June July and then thought you know, we really should maybe see about getting that down didn't through August September October there's really no point taking it down now is there well, that's a student so, thing to do isn't it someone tells you yeah. oh it's bad luck to leave the christmas tree up past the 12th day of christmas so you do it anyway just to see if it really is bad luck and then you pass all your exams, if you're lucky. Which could be regarded as bad luck. Because then you have to find a job and do real work. Uh, this real work thing. Yeah. What's that? Uh, you're all joking. This real life stuff, you don't need any of that. We've got it, Lee. <laughs> yeah, it's real life. You know, the wife likes getting food on the table and things. Um, also on the show notes, Ben, I know you can't really shout yeah. out yourself, but uh, didn't you make some stickers? I, I did make some stickers. So I've I've long I've all, well for 
for quite a while now I've used Telegram, which is a uh, it's a bit like WhatsApp, but not Better. owned by well, it's not it's like WhatsApp, but it's not owned by Facebook, um, and it doesn't have video in it yet. Although apparently that's something they're working on. Um, and I was just looking at it, and then somebody went off and sent me an Elite sticker. I was like, oh my god, there are Elite theme stickers in in this. And, you know, that looks really, really cool. And then I was like, hang on, you know what's missing? We don't have the, we haven't got the Lave Radio logo in, in the Elite stuff. So I went off and took most of our branding and stuff like that. And I've put that into Telegram. So now I can go off and, you know, just embed the orange Sidewinder in chats to my wife or something. Uh, which she probably wouldn't appreciate it, but some of the people on this on Telegram who I chat with appreciate. Uh, and links to that is going to be on the sh- on the show notes. There'll be links to that on the show notes as well. Yes, links to all these things. Or if Toxic or you want to post that into Twitch chat, you you can obviously feel free. But I'm I'm having to, I'm having to use about three hands at the moment, which is kind of awkward. Oh, God, I don't know if I can find a link for it if I was to look. It's kind of blue on the show notes, just to be technical. Oh, I was going to look on... Um, okay. I was actually going to look on Telegram, but fair enough. Yeah, it's all very nicely in the show notes, and it will be in the show notes that we post up to things in a bit. Right. I think we'll slide over into the newsletter, I think, now. Um, now, we had Newsletter 197 on Friday. Not a lot really grabbed me in it, apart from the Aegis Galnet story. Now, was there any, apart from the Aegis Galnet story, was there anything that grabbed anyone else? Um, um, it was the Aegis Galnet story, to be honest. I didn't do but homework. That, yeah. There wasn't a lot in it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm saying, saying this in the nicest way. Is it Ed, Ed or Zach or Dale or whoever's in charge of putting these things together? We we love you and we appreciate it, but give us more meat. I think is that is that fair? Give us a meat. I think it depends on what on on, on what they've got to you know release really because yeah, uh, uh, as we know on on this show, it's, it's it's hard work coming up with new stuff every week. Uh, especially for people like Frontier, which have a release schedule and a schedule of when they can talk about things. So and they really I, do adhere to when they can talk about stuff, don't they? So, I, so, I, so we can let them off a few quiet weeks in the, in the newsletter, I think, because they have just come off the back of Frontier Expo, which gave us almost too much to talk about. A little bit, yeah. So the story then, Galnet, though, about Aegis expanding is Basically, you know, the, the Federation and the Empire are all pulling out of, of the Pleiades Nebula. So Aegis is moving in. One thing that surprised me, though, is reading the story, it sounds like Aegis are going to build a whole load of new bases. Why don't they just take over the Empire and the Federation's existing ones? That confused me a wee bitty. But people have found a new type of station, haven't they? There was a, because you know the stations with the two arms... That yeah, clobber ships if they get too close. <laughs> we in, love that. In the Pleiades, there, there is now. And I'll, I'll try and find the system name. Uh, there is now a station with four clobbering arms. <laughs> just to really 
make sure you can't miss it. Yes. So they are start, they are starting to roll out these new stations. Um, as to why they're not using the Empire and Imperial ones, I don't know. Maybe the lease hasn't run out on them. I don't know. Well, I, I'm kind of imagining, although I might be wrong, that are they not just sitting there empty? Um, I mean, I've, I've had no time in game this past week just due to, you know, real life, basically. Um, I interpreted that news article as the capital ships are pulling out, not the actual bases. Could just be the capital ships and things like that, rather than... Because the Federation and the Empire did... They went off and set up a bunch of, of bases, didn't they, as well? And the Alliance, too, because they had a list of yeah. posts, didn't they, as well? Um, but I think what raises the question, to me at least, is what the hell is Aegis and what is what is it becoming? And possibly, what was it? I think it's, and I think it's Inara reborn or renamed. <laughs> Inara, as in Inara.dv. Sorry, Inra. Inra, <laughs> sorry. I, I, someone mentioned Inara on the chat and I had it on my head, but yeah. Yeah, it's sorry, in the is, reward. Is it in, Inara.io, isn't it? It is, yeah. Someone was talking about that for the engineering stuff, which I use all the time, which is probably why I noticed it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. Inra reborn or renamed. And I will, so I'll get there in the it's end. Like, it's actually. Inara.cz, not Inara.io or DV or whatever. It's Inara.cz, and it is an awesome resource site to use. Uh, it's just so awesome that all I ever have to type in is IN into my browser, and it, it kind of knows the rest, so I never have to worry about it. Yeah, so uh, I think it's, as I say, it's, it's, I think it's Inra renamed or reborn, because the remit Inra and Aegis sounds suspiciously similar. Yeah, and Indra was the was it independent or in, imperial naval reserve something or other? Hey, I should know this. I should know this off the top of my head, wasn't I? Shouldn't I? What's the A of Indra again? It's an I for Indra. Hmm. No. I was in, it was Imperial Naval Reserve research, wasn't it? I'm just, show, I'm just embarrassing myself here. Could be research arm, yes. Might just be research Imperial uh, Naval Reserve. Intergalactic Naval Reserve arm. Intergalactic, okay. I'll get there in the end. I should know this off the top of my head. I really should. It's kind of embarrassing, to be honest. <laughs> so I'm quite not sure where the intergalactic came from. Yeah, well, back in the day, we did have seven or eight galaxies, so we had eight galaxies, didn't we? Um, or were they a galaxy? That's still just getting a bit technical and things, isn't it? Again. Well, was it not the uh, Beastie Boys that uh, penned the, 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 the phrase? <laughs> Thanks, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody got it. <laughs> Yep, uh, back to my cage. So yes, anyway, have you all been to the Inra bases yet, or have you uh, not? Managed? I've only been to that first one that we went to a couple of weeks ago. I want to visit the other five and listen to the stories there, because um, I want to find there out is... what other nefarious things they've been up. To. <coughs> there is in the show notes a playlist of videos. Um, somebody has explored all of them 
and recorded the audio logs as well as the text from the events. Just um, to go slightly off topic, I don't know who's shooting things, but somebody's doing something which is making my point defense cannons go mental right here at Lave Station. Uh, there's a bun- there is a bunch of us hanging out at Lave Station again. Limpets. Could be limpets. Don't know. It's just my point defense cannon doesn't like it and it's going pew pew pew. And I thought it wasn't me, but it is. I just watched it. It looks. Do point defense cannons shoot at chaff? That's what no. it looks like. The, the, not the chaff, the uh, AX cannon, the AX flak. Because um, Alec Turner's been shooting flak off, I believe. And yeah, Alec Turner's shooting flak, and my point defense cannons are going at it. I guess it's. Is, are these the um, flak, um, the remote detonating flak things? It's the remote de- detonating thing, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm guessing it's to make them detonate before they bec- uh, come into your harm, uh, come in the way. Yeah. Are you? Are you before may- they get close enough to your ship to harm you. You focused on the Gallic article, but did you not look at the radar pack for the Viper in the newsletter? I looked at it and then I thought that's nice and moved on. You used to be right into your ship porn. I like my ship porn, but that's just like. You know, somebody's gone off and run 10,000 miles. Actually, no, more like 12,000 Kylies, I should say, off, and they've not bothered to dent out the sun. Okay. You know, and I have to admit, with the radar stuff, I'm not going to be fully impressed with it until I actually get my skulls on top of my spikes. Ideally, a Thargoid skull or two as well. Would you have a radar pack on your cutter, then? If it had a if it had a Thargoid skull sitting on one of the spikes, I could be very very tempted to it. No, just like normal, like a Raider pack, like we've been getting, but like a really rusty looking cutter. Would you? I I could be tempted, but then I'm also flying the Lavecon skin, which is really kind of shiny. Awesome. And I know that Alec, yeah, Alec Turner does indeed have the the Reva the Reva skin on his ass. Now that's the question, though, Ben. I mean, this is the thing. I, I honestly. Now, I know there was a reveal of the Thargoid uh, figurine at the Expo. Uh, an, an unofficial revelation. <laughs> also known as Simon. Yes, for the, for the bug. <laughs> for the bug. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was secretly really hoping that the, they would show the figures of the Thargoids and the re-imaging of what they actually look like. Uh, at the expo, and uh, you know, it's one of the one of the things that sort of was a, was a disappointment. I was really excited about it um, because, as you say, you know, you can't really mount skulls until you know what the hell they look like. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, it would be a lovely teaser as well to have a Thargoid skull just sitting there on some on a Reaver pack and see how long it takes for people to notice. The thing is, though, have you ever been to America and you've been to like to these little shops in Arizona where they try and sell you a jackalope? Or something like that. So it could just be like a made-up thyroid skull. Well, I mean, someone sold the ship, but it's actually a fake. We do we do a, a strong um, a strong trade in uh, haggis heads up here for your walls. Is that the? Ha- well, you've seen the haggis skeleton where it's got one leg shorter than the other. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean it. It's nice, and I guess it's not shiny deliberately. 
And the, the the asp one does actually look really amazing that Alex is flying just now. Um, especially for an asp which has been through the mill, shall we say. Um, and I was surprised to learn, though, apparently, that the the spikes are not a ship kit, and they're actually part of the, the skin. That, that surprised me when I learned that. Yes, there was a forum post by Frontier about it, wasn't there? There, there was indeed, yeah. Where, they, where Frontier said the actual spikes and the rust were done together. Um, yeah, because you know, I, I would be, I could be talked into having spikes on my Lavecon skin, for example. I always assumed the spikes were a, a ship kit. I never realised they were a, a paint job. Yep, I don't know how they're doing the magic, but it is just a paint job. Is that like mm. when you see somebody and they've got like a six pack, and then when you get closer up to them, you realise it's painted on? They've actually got a one pack. I've got a twelve pack of me. Economy pack. It's that kind of thing, though, isn't it? It's that kind of shading from a distance. Wow, let's go. Let's not go near that. Oh, hold on a minute. That's just paint. Is that the same as like seeing like a like a locks of long blonde hair in the distance and walking a bit quicker, and then and then realise it's a bloke or... This is why like you're that. not allowed at the local swimming baths. <laughs> honest, it's a bit like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that 3D art, isn't it, that, that you get on the floor sometimes. That everyone it's lies like that about. that sort of effect says, oh, on, on your... <laughs> I can see something in it. Oh, look, it's an <laughs> elephant. And everyone's like going, oh, so it is. It's just one of these tricks that we all play in each other on this guy. I forget which country it was, but in the news this week, a country has painted a three-dimensional looking pedestrian crossing. So it looks like concrete blocks poking out of the road. And it's actually caused more accidents than it's saved mm-hmm. because people are thinking, oh, concrete block and slamming on the brakes and people just pile into them. I have to apologise to anybody watching the Twitch stream. Um... The first Ancient Ruins site my PC seemed to like, but the second one I'm getting very low frame rate. Oh dear. Yeah, well, we, well I think we're going to slide into the Ancient Ruins in a couple of seconds. We're going to ha- go to a quick advert break and then we'll come back and when we, when we return we'll be talking about the Ancient Ruins. Yeah, not, not, too, um, not too quick an advert break. Not, not, too, not too quick an advert break. Okay, are we going for a bit uh, we going to get, can we get some onion heads and some fish maybe? Um, oh, crikey, I think that could always be arranged. Sorry, um, <laughs> Sorry I'm doing a fuzzle on you now, aren't I, Grant? Sorry, mate. Yeah, well, I don't. I didn't have the. I didn't have. I didn't have anything opened up because I was oh. being kind of, you know, lazy and all that kind of thing. Oh, uh, we we do love fish. I've been missing my fish. I have to admit. Right. Let's see. Ah, oh, crikey, where did I put them all? They're all in a special place there. Da, 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 da. Find your special place, Grant. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm not going to do fish. You're not going. Oh, you're not going to. Okay, no, we're going to do. We're going to do this. All right, you do that then. That's not it either. What the heck's that? That's the pesh mode. <laughs> what the heck? That's not what we're looking for. What the? What the? The tech monkey is going on here? That shouldn't have been that. That should. Let's dump that one in there. 
and then dump it down there and see if that works. Yeah, that's gonna work. Here we go. This time. Hey, buddy. Why the long face? Exploring is boring. What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store. And then the voices I hear in the store tell me to... Whoa. Sounds like you've got a case of space madness. No what you really need is really big gas tank. What? With really big gas tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort. No more hanging out at every stupid store just to refuel. It's as easy as honk and go. Gotta get to Beagle Point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go. Wanna be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go. And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumbonium 5000, you can honk and go, go, go! Gee, thanks, mister! No, thank you. Really big gas tank. Because why wait when you can honk and go? Jumbonium 5000 has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor mayonnaise, pipism, and spontaneous stargo face. Use only a drug. life, choose a ship, choose a career, choose a cargo, choose a f***ing big ship, choose palladium gold and electrical tin openers, choose good health, low cholesterol and ship insurance, choose fixed interest loan repayments, choose a space station, choose your friends, choose leisure wear and matching luggage, choose a paint job and hire purchase and a range of f***ing colours. Choose decals, exploration, and wondering where the f you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting in that chair, running mind-numbing, spirit-crushing trade routes, stuffing f***ing junk food in your mouth. And choose rotting away at the end of it all, pissing your last in the void, with no one out there to hear you bury or do anything as you drift away in cold space. And there's some f comes along to steal your ship, your cargo, and your clothes, leaving your bones floating out in space. Choose your future. Choose life. But why would I want to do thing like that? I choose not to choose life. I chose something else. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you've got onion heads? And Commander Aurel, however you pronounce that, I have absolutely no idea, is saying he came for the radio, but he stayed for the sweary adverts. Yeah, and and Commander Lennon is saying apparently we should be choosing really good big gas tanks, which is probably something that Ashley's needing to be choosing. Fish! <laughs> Why would I... I've, I've always got a big gas tank on. I've got 128 tons at the minute. Come at me. You've got 128 tons of petrol. <coughs> That's kind of a big gas tank, yes. 
that want to run out of fuel. That, well, you are, you are also a fuel rat, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, there is a reason, though, why we sent you all the way out to the middle of nowhere. And that is that, if you remember, during Frontier Expo, Frontier did go off and say that more stuff was happening regarding the Guardians. Um, and then I, I find it suspiciously amazing that two new Guardian sites have been found so recently after this announcement's been made. And they're in totally different parts of the galaxy as well, which kind of surprised me too. It's like they watched the Frontier Expo from all that way away. Well, the Guardians are. Yeah. And the Guardians <laughs> dead as well. Maybe, maybe yeah. dead, we don't know. As far as we know, they're dead. They are all dead. But, I, mean, I, I mean, ignoring the fact that I, I, the odds I would have thought must be literally astronomical of finding one at some of these sites, but people manage to do it all the time, don't they? Yeah, how they, well, I think what, what happens, you think one person finds them or they're looking at a planet and they notice a difference in the textures. It gives them a search area. So if you are going a fairly low orbit in a planet on certain graphic settings, you can detect different structures on, on the planet just by the way they look. Yep, I have heard that turning your graphics down to the lowest settings possible makes finding alien stuff easier, apparently. Which is a bit gaming the system, but hey. But that's always been the same with all games. Yeah, if there's a secret, turn the graphics down and you're more likely to find it. Yeah, that is true, I suppose. But regardless of how things have been found... Yeah, we've got two bubbles that are two new locations that have been found. One of which is kind of in between Sol and Colonia. On it's basically if you follow Sol's galactic arm around a wee bit, and then get about twelve thousand light years from Colonia, that's where that one is. Um, and then the other one is about 22 Kylies away from Sol and 14 Kylies from Colonia. Um, it's a little bit further down into the... You know, a little bit further down and along from Sol. So it's it's not in our arm. I think it's in the arm further out than ours, if I remember correctly. Um, and more in line with Colonia, but still, obviously, a long way out. And it's a heck of a long... It's, that one's 22 Kylies to, to get to. Um, but I believe you're... Oh, you're actually... That looks like you're coming into one now. And that they looks look, quite a big site, doesn't it? They do look like... That looks like a very big site, although it does seem to be killing yeah. your graphic card. <laughs> yeah, it's hating me. The first... Like I said, the first one was fine. The uh, stream will tell you I was getting some good frame rate, but these last two I've been to. It doesn't like... But um, is it worth landing and then turning it off and on again? I'm landing anyway. I'll see if getting in the SRV helps. I was driving around the first one quite happily. Um, talking about driving around, I found a couple of blue shiny things that you wanted screenshots of, and I've sent them your way. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, I was looking for blue shiny things for my screenshots. 
So, Ashley, do you want to tell us where about these things are then, apart from in the middle of nowhere? Uh, they are in the middle of nowhere. It's quite a distance away. Um, yeah, it's pretty much in the same arm as the bubble is. Just follow it in towards the core. And then right. I would say it's on the left-hand side. Right. And what system is it in? Uh, the system I'm in at the minute is Prey Hypu, if I can pronounce that right, GF-EC10, and I'm on okay. planet B4 at the minute. I just pasted a whole load of coordinates and locations. In yeah, the these, will, these will all be in the show notes as well. Yeah, obviously these will all be in the show notes. And whereabouts the other one? Oh, I should I should actually mention that these ones were found by Commander Buras, Batten, and Veronica. Uh, they were all, they all worked together finding these these Guardian sites. Uh, there's nothing new that we've found at any of these sites, is there? Not really. Although I have noticed that. This, as I say, this third one I've been to, they all look pretty much the same. Do you I know if anyone's tried the Ramtar missions with them? I don't off the top of my head. Um, but it would be, well, I don't know if anyone's still, do, is anyone actually still doing the Ramtar missions? No idea. I'm not sure. Right, where what system is the other set of uh, Guardian bases in? Um, these ones were found by Commander... God, I'm going to murder this person's name. Zard Wizard, maybe, on Reddit. What, one Zard Wizard, maybe, on Reddit. But where were these ones found? What, what system's it in again? I'm going to let you butcher that name. <laughs> I've butchered it for already. I, I've, I've managed to butcher the guy's name. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I will try then, I suppose. So, it's in... Earl Oushie, which is... I don't know. <laughs> how the hell is that? E-O-R-L. So, Ecker, Oscar, Romeo, Lima, New Words... Alpha Uniform Whiskey Sierra Yankee. New word Alpha Alpha Dash Alpha. Possibly H72. Uh, it's in that nebula anyway. And I thought it must be quite a pretty location because both of these are in nebula, aren't they? Yeah, the nebula are quite pretty. Um, I've recently found a friend who quite likes taking screenshots of my ship and apparently I damaged it too much on the way and she is unhappy with me. I think so. I've got to go for like five thousand light years yeah. to. That's quite interesting. They're in nebula because weren't the Thargoids and barnacles supposedly in nebula as well? I think they were, and I think Falco's got it. And I am just failing in reading my um, lead speak. And it is indeed Lizard Wizard. I bet you. I think I'm almost certain that Falco took from Twitch is right by that for this guy on Reddit's name. That, <laughs> that does sound like it. that sounds very viable. Yeah, it does. You're a bad Ben. You butchered a name you didn't need to butcher. <laughs> that's, that's almost as embarrassing as some other things I've been doing today. But yeah, I think it. Well, yeah, 
Were the existing bar, uh, Guardian sites, are they in uh, Nebula? Are they in clear space? I think sure. some of them are in clear space. But, uh, but the original barnacles were in Nebula. And the one, the barnacles, I think that's been found further out, are in Nebula They're as well. They're all in Nebula as well, aren't they? And of course, well, I mean, Meyer is massively Nebula, isn't it? You know, Maya is a very, very pretty part of the galaxy. Um, so, yeah. Did these I, I, ancient uh, obelisks used to make noise? I think they did, didn't they, when they when they rose up? I don't know whether you're looking at the stream, but I'm looking at one of these blue things at the minute. And I, I thought I had another video or something playing in the background. It sounded like there were ships flying around, but... When I drive away from this thing, the sound dies. When I drive back up to it, the sound comes back. So it's got to be this thing emitting the noise. But it, it does sound like ships flying around just having a good time. Is that, is that Guardian Relic scaring you? No. I'm not scared. I, I, I admit it, you're scared. No. <laughs> I bet you are. You wish. <laughs> Hey, let's do a barrel roll. Show him how scared we are. Okay, you, you go do a barrel roll then. But I, I, I'm wondering why the Thargoid... Well, far, you might be onto something there with the Guardians being in what I would say is more normally Thargoid territory, shall we say, in the, in the Nebula sites. Um, but... Is it, it looked to me, from my visits to Guardian sites, that these ones seem to be a lot more, a lot better preserved than the ones I've seen. But that could just be bad luck on my behalf. Well, and these are new, and they haven't had commanders hooning around in SRVs over the, the months. This one's mm. got one commander hooning around it at the minute. Quite enjoying it, actually. It's got some really good places for jumping off. As long as you're having fun, then, mate. Right. It's great fun. Do you want to say thousand light years to get here? I'm going to have fun. You're going to have fun. Do you want to say anything else about these guardian, new guardian bubbles, or should we move on? I think we should move on because I'm sure right. the cannon are on the case. I'm sure cannon are on the case. Right. I think we've got one final thing, and then we'll get into our main topic of discussion, which is just a very quick thing that this might have been in there forever. I don't know, but I noticed literally yesterday, that EDSM has got a whole load of statistics in it and it's got like, shows you who discovered the largest star, what the coldest planet is, what the biggest planet is, what the de heaviest planet is and things like that. And that's... If you, if you like your stats about planets and about solar systems and stars, I thought that was really quite interesting. But that it might have been in there forever and I've just not noticed... I've not noticed that before. Well, I will be linking that in the show notes as well because I thought, yeah, I, I liked reading all these things, and it was nice to see, you know, some some of the some commanders who I know have got their names down to like the the galaxy's biggest star and so on, which is kind of cool. Right, I think we should now probably get into our main topic and the whole reason that Angel's here. 
is to talk about the game music packs. So, Angel, why don't you tell us what the game music pack actually is? And how is it more than just the ability to control music using voice commands? Well, first of all, I've just got to clarify and say I'm just here for the snacks, actually. I heard there were some good noms on this show. It's the biscuit review for that one, actually. That's the edge you need for this. Okay. uh, So the music packs, yeah. Um, They have so many different features that I'll I'll just stick to the main ones for now. Um, But it's one of those things, the more you dive into it, the more you notice. So primarily we've got a soundtrack replacement for Elite Dangerous. So... It's going to be three music packs. Uh, at the moment, we've got the first one out, which is the Exploration Pack. Then in December this year, we've got the Trade and Mission Pack coming out. So what will happen is each pack will combine to uh, form a full replacement soundtrack for Elite Dangerous. Um, now, as time goes by... We update the software on there so it's getting more capabilities, getting more powerful. Um, so one aspect of it is you can listen to the soundtrack and you can add, remove or replace instruments in it. So you could say, for example, you know, play with the key raised up slightly. Um, you can replace a lead instrument. You can remove vocals, you can remove or replace percussion. So you can ask it to do any of those sort of things and it will remix on the fly basically. Uh, or you can just listen to it as a as a regular soundtrack. Um, another part of it is you can handle your own music in there. So we've got a drag and drop system where you can just drag and drop in your own playlists and they'll automatically import into the music pack. Uh, so, because it, it's voice attack controlled, you, you'll be able to see that list in there. And if you're not able to see the list, you can ask the music pack you know, what what playlists are in there and ask what's in what slot on there. So you basically have access to thousands and thousands of songs in your own playlists just by dragging and dropping them. Um, it sounds like we can access... There's, there's a lot it's more got in a there. terabyte of stuff, so they don't need... Is it going to cope uh, with that much? Um, it will. As it is at the moment, we're up to version 1.3 and it can handle many thousands of tracks easily. So you've got to bear in mind we're trying to bring this to an interface where you're, you're basically talking to it on you. So it, it's, an all, it's all via speech feedback to you. Um, it's it's uh, voiced by Obsidian. Um, so you get speech feedback from that. So in in that respect, you know, we've, we've got to make it work and be easy and be fun from there. But yeah, it handles a hell of a lot of tracks with ease. It's it's pretty unique in that respect. Yeah, I could go on all night with, with the different features in there, but I'll, I just try and keep to those to those main ones. I think. Play music. Play an original mix. Volume up. Volume has been set to 100%. 
ADA percent. Fast forward. So now you can fast forward and rewind through tracks. Any tracks, whether it's your playlist or music pack music. Rewind. Removing the percussion. Play original. Play an original mix. Play key up. Play and track with key up. So that's live Totally turns everything on its head, doesn't it? <laughs> so I'm going to show you how to add your own playlists now with the new VMX plugin. Play in your playlist. And it's simple as that. And obviously, we can use the controls we used before. Fast forward. Fast forward. Jump into track two. Next track. Next track. Previous track. Current track. Current playing. Imogen Heap. Sparks. Deluxe version. Me the machine. Instrumental. Track two. So we know how many tracks are in the playlist, so if we're using go to track, we know how many tracks to go to. So that's a little look at playlists. Stop music. Stop it, music. I mean, one thing that I noticed in that is you were telling the pack to 
change the tone and things like that. So you've obviously some kind of dynamic voice, dynamic composition or whatever you want to call it going in there. Can you tell us what the heck is going on there? <laughs> yeah, so you've got the Elite Dangerous soundtrack that we're you know, bit by bit replacing. So that's the exploration pack. So um, among those tracks in the exploration pack, we've got... Um, a few variant, we call them variants, um, and you can ask it to replace a lead instrument, remove percussion or whatever, and then it will uh, remix those on the fly. So it'll basically track track max the two of them, and then you know, wherever you are in one, we'll move on to with the other one. So it'll do it really, really fast. So it gives it gives it the illusion that it's you know, instantly um, instantly remixing. So it works pretty well. Sounds like there's a JCB in the background. <laughs> Is that just me can hear that? It might be. It, it might be you. It might be Toxics. Is someone listening to the video? Maybe. Can you hear? Okay, you listen to the to the video stream. Anyway. So, what other things is it doing then? So it's. We're adding the we're adding percussion. We're adding. Is there any aspect of the track that you're adding and removing, or? Um, well, how I, how is it limited? Okay, I'll I'll take you into actually the design decisions for it because this this kind of ties into that. Um, it goes back to an idea that I had back in the early '90s. Now, I actually originally got the idea from. Uh, dun, 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 Star Trek The Next Generation and there was an episode where Picard was um, in his quarters and he was listening to an orchestral piece and he said something along the lines like computer remove the oboe or replace it with whatever um, I don't, now I think he specifically named an instrument to replace on that uh, um, specific instruments to remove um, so I was kind of fascinated with that back then. I, it always played on my mind over the years. I, I, I really want to make something like that or, or use it. I've, I really expected somebody else to, to come up with it uh, and for me to you know, use it at some point, but it, it kind of never happened. So since the early 90s, every so often I've been revisiting the idea, thinking, right, how, how can we do it? Now, fast forward to 2015, and I picked up Voice Attack just to do the usual thing, you know, hit a few buttons, you know, when you want to um, shoot things and open your cargo bay doors and stuff. Um, and when I looked into the scripting system of Voice Attack, I thought, actually, this is quite quite powerful. And at that point, the plugins were, were just getting going. So I thought, well, actually, we'd combine with a plugin. Um, you know, this this could actually be what I'm looking for to to do that system. You know, all these years later, so I started experimenting. So to tie in with you, you question now is um, I started experimenting, and what I found was changing mixes in a prototype. I tended to find that there were only about five, maybe six changes to a track that really brought something um, 
to the song that you're listening to is that brings something you know useful to it um you know before descending into just a novelty so i found whilst experimenting that if you if you have to name instruments within a mix and this could be in any track any style of music then it starts becoming quite convoluted and complex and not everybody can identify every instrument they're hearing so i found I found pretty soon that there were only five or six changes to a track that actually brought something to the table. So that's basically what we did with the music packs. We took those those five main changes to make it easy for the user, uh, and then they can they can change it. Then so whatever what, whatever is the most interesting instrument to replace, um, call it lead instrument quite loosely. So whatever's the most exciting instrument. Uh, to replace that actually brings something interesting to it is what it what it changes so, for example so this this actually tied into uh, how voice attack works a bit better as well you know, it, it would have been really complex to say or oh, add this add that change this change that you could have gone on forever because you you could change it one step forward and then say right where am i now what can i change now and then another one on top of that, another change. It would have been horrendous to use. So, so keeping it limited is actually um, better for the user, and and musically is is most interesting. So it, it seems to work very well. Hear hear good comments from it. I mean, you're. I know you're the developer of it, but I'm guessing you must have some kind of background as well, background in music or something as well, or. Uh, I, I how how do, how do you get into this? How do you start? Okay, uh, I am I compose all the tracks for it. So I'm actually a composer before I'm a a developer. I've I've always been a little bit of a techie, but you know not too heavily into things. Um, so basically, uh, in in the past, I've been composing music for um, like TV and audio books and things. Now the the Music industry is going through quite a change these days. There are a lot of studios closing. There's a lot of composers that just can't carry it on any, anymore. So sadly, there are a lot of us um, basically giving up on it and you know, going into a different way. Now, something that I noticed a few years back is that anybody that's doing something really groundbreaking with music, and, and there's so many different ways you, you can come at that but you know you, you see people doing vid youtube videos and coming up with novel ways to present their music so it's, you know, stuff like that um i after after about 2015 with voice attack it coming up with the ideas for um dynamically changing instruments that as i was struggling with music already you know trying to keep a studio going um I thought to myself, well, as a last stab, why not give this a go? You know, because it's it's something that doesn't exist anywhere else. It's really novel. It's it's powerful, and it and and it's something that when you get used to using it, actually, when you go back to listening to regular music, it feels like you step back fifty years. <laughs> it's it's quite a quantum leap forward in the way that we use music, really. So, hopefully, like this this can be something that can keep me going um creating music because that's that's really um 
you know, my motivation. Is that, that so your I first think, love kind of thing? Yeah, it's my main motivation to, to make music that, you know, kicks, stirs emotions, you know, gets, gets people excited or, you know, gets people um, dwelling on memories and stuff. Just evoking emotions through music is, is what I love doing and, and scoring music to a computer game. Um, you know, ties into that quite nicely. So that that's my main motivation. So I, I'm I'm not like some big entrepreneur looking to you know make a million <laughs> from it. Well, like it's it's the music and getting my music out there and doing something special with it. That's my main motivation. Right, and is the app that or the plugin that, that is doing the dynamic editing of these audio blocks is that is that it's a standalone app or is it purely a plugin for voice attack uh well you you mentioned the audio blocks that's and that's another system as well inside the music packs Right, so that's not the. So that's even another one. So it, okay, that's, 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 that's yet another capability. <laughs> so, okay, so what's an audio pack then? Uh, so, uh, audio, yeah. audio block. Um, yeah, audio audio blocks are various various size blocks of music, hence hence the name, um, which are dynamically um, put together to form different tracks. So if you imagine if you imagine having lots of very small, very short snippets of audio and then chaining those together in, in different ways, then you can build different pieces of music with that. And um, what it also does is injects different sized audio blocks in between those and larger ones. So to make it sound more organic and not, not too you know, procedural and, and lifeless. Um, it injects like short mini tracks inside of them where it thinks they will fit best. So what you, what you find is when you use it, you'll get a different track each time. And I've had people using it for like six months or so now, saying, "God, I'm still hearing different different things from it." So that's that's that's, that's good. That's uh, pretty good. There, the audio box idea actually comes. It stems from something again back into the nineties. There was a there was a system that early-ish PC games used, which uh, when they were MIDI-based, um, it was quite quite technical time. But it's called horizontal. I, I love MIDI stuff. <laughs> you'll you'll be all over this then. <laughs> uh, it's called horizontal resequencing, and what that is is back in the days when we had crappy sound cards <laughs> uh, well I, I actually had an Amiga so I actually I was treated to a sample sound but over on the PC we had um, cards that would play MIDI uh, and what horizontal resequencing did was it would take a bar or a very short snippet of music and then um, take one, chain it with another one, chain it with another one and then it would combine them in different ways to form a different Somebody actually in your Twitch chats kind of picked up on it with iMuse. Um, they they did something very similar. Um, so that that kind of disappeared through the 90s. 
um, but didn't carry on. So I, I kind of revisited that idea while I was working on the music pack. I thought, oh, what else can I do on here that'll be cool? Because I was seeing all these different possibilities of of things to do here with the with the plugin, and that that jumped into my head. I thought, well, let's see whether I can do something with that. So I did a lot of experimentation with that, and it took quite a few months actually to get that system to work the way I wanted to but it, it works great now but it, it, it's loosely based on um, that old horizontal resequencing uh, method for the old MIDI cards very very loosely I mean, there's quite a few more things going on but yeah that's that's kind of uh, the birthplace of it if I'm honest uh, okay so is this technical wizardry only <laughs> controllable via voice attack or can you know I'm, mainly i'm actually asking is can i use this at work where i don't really want to be talking to my computer all the time okay so i that kind so of goes that, <laughs> <laughs> um i have a very good answer that you'll like for that but it borders into something that i can't really talk about at the moment um okay. the answer is yeah the answer is yes, but not right at this minute. And I can't really go too much more into that yet. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, in that case, then, are there any features that you are able to talk about just now, then? Okay, or so upcoming, upcoming features, you mean, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So upcoming features. So in December, all being well, as long as I don't hit too many technical hurdles, <laughs> famous last words, um, we have the trade and mission pack coming uh, and what that's going to bring is uh, interconnectivity with the previous pack the exploration pack um, so you can basically use both soundtracks in one so you can use it in the way that you've seen in the video but also um, we're bringing online a context mode so you can basically just say context mode on uh, and then what will happen is what whatever you're doing in the game will trigger soundtrack music so it'll take it'll take the tracks that it needs from the exploration pack if you have it it'll take the tracks that it needs from the trade and mission pack um and it'll combine combine those and um, we've got the combat pack as well coming later on but the miss trade and mission pack is actually going to be the biggest pack of the three so it'll have quite a few combat tracks in that it'll have lots of trade in a mission tracks as well um music just just for general listening as well as a lot of music in this one the, the exploration pack had um like in, in contrast 11 main tracks but because you've got five variants of them you know you've, you've got over 50 tracks in there plus the audio box um so there's quite a lot in that the trade and mission pack will have 21 tracks in it plus the variants uh and also one one thing i can reveal tonight as well we're working on audio blocks version two which is going to come out uh just after christmas after the in initial release uh audio blocks two in a nutshell is going to be based on on the first version but it's going to be multi-layered so you'll be able to have those blocks chained together but with layer on top of layer on top of layer um and each time you use it, you might just get one layer, you might get two layers, you might you might get three. So that that makes uh, the the pool of audio and, and 
uh, the degree of variety like massive absolutely massive so that'll be coming in update 2.1 after the trade packs come out hopefully for christmas i'm really trying to get it ready for christmas (laughs) i'm assuming the third pack is going to be combat related yeah the third pack will be combat related um and as well that'll all import into the same one so that will add to the pool of context-based music. Uh, the other thing that I didn't mention as well, you can actually choose to trigger your own music in it as well. Um, so that's coming with the trade pack in December. So you, you can choose to use the soundtrack music, um, uh, basically my music, um, or you can have your own music triggered. So you'll have a few folders. That's that can the playlist, or is that something else? Um, you can drag and drop your own playlists into it. This this is separate from the regular playlists, so you'll have a set of moods. So it'd be like heavy slash combat um, folder, ambient folder, you know, a general uh, pottering along folder. I haven't decided what to call that yet. Uh, you'd be able to just drop your own playlists into that. So if you go into combat. Um, and you wanted, I don't know, name your favourite, your favourite track. You can you can just have that. So yeah, I could drop into combat and have Danger Zone suddenly start playing out or something like that. Or Airwolf, perhaps. Airwolf was always. I Airwolf. know you're into the Airwolf. <laughs> who, who isn't into Airwolf? <laughs> oh, so oh, tacky. Love I really Airwolf. Love, that. love Airwolf. I still watch that sometimes, actually, on DVD. I I've not watched it for years. I don't know how well it's been. Did you, did you watch the Abomination that was the fourth series of Airwolf? Uh, uh, don't don't even don't even go there. I deny existence of that. That that's not Airwolf. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, right. I digress. <laughs> how nicely is this playing alongside HCS music packs? HCS voice packs. Sorry. HS voice packs. Who yes. are they? Uh, I've heard of them somewhere. Now uh, they they do this. They do these little packs that certain people again, like Obsidian Ant and Brian Blessed and folk like that, have done. <laughs> okay, so um, when we started making the music packs, we knew that there were going to be a lot of people using either HCS packs or um, oh, what's the other one? Uh, EDDI and stuff like that. So I designed it from the offset to uh, run nicely with those. Um, as the versions have gone on, it's got even better and better and better. Uh, so quite a lot of people use them both together now. You you can use them in different ways. It depends how you want them to work together. But uh, the easiest way and quickest way is to just link them, link the profiles together. There's a video yeah. on our website one of the users made showing how to do it. It takes about 20 seconds at most, uh, and it just just works basically. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I've got some of the HCS voice packs, and I you know, I'll run the Astra pack, say, and then I just import Ben's own special commands on top of that, and I would imagine this would be fairly similar to that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you can. It depends how far into it you want to go to. If you really want to customize it like crazy, you can you can have separate commands doing all these fancy things but to to be able to just use them both together and have them both instantly available you you 
yeah, just link the two packs together. It takes a few seconds to do. So it's yeah, sounds, sounds cool. So I think you've probably answer, answered a question by Gabba Ganush, Baba Ganush on Twitter, who's asking about a trucking soundtrack. And it sounds certainly with version two or the that we should be able to do that with, you know, we go off and say, I'm now doing my trading data and we'd go off and put on convoy or something. Yeah, um, at the moment we're at version 1.3, so uh, with the trade pack coming out, uh, that's when we kick off um, VMX, we call it VMX, uh, and it's version 2, 2.0, and that's when all those capabilities come into it, so uh, it'll be a simultaneous release, so we'll have trucking soundtracks, and yeah, you can obviously run the Convoy soundtrack with it if you want, um, or have a lot of Elite. Uh, space trucking music in the pack. So there's some good music in the next pack, I've got to say. Some, oh, some you, really, really cool You've got to pick up your own music and I'm sure... Got to pick it up. <laughs> it's got to be done. And did I hear you right saying these are also available as regular tracks, like static tracks, I guess you could say, that I could just put into my iPod or whatever and listen to as well? Um, yeah, you've got a couple of choices uh, on on that note you can just use it as uh, a regular soundtrack if you want uh, and also uh, with the download as well you, you'll get a regular album download as well it'll just be a mp3 um, album download so you've got a few choices really what you want I, I know some people uh, said to me I, I want to play this in the car yeah, how, how we're going to get the tracks. So uh, that was quite some months ago, so we bundled just a standard sort of soundtrack with it. I mean, you can you can rip, rip the standard tracks from it. We, we haven't you know, locked them in anyway. We've made it easy to take out, but um, you don't actually have to... Uh, don't actually have to do that. And just wondering, just for myself, is it just the standard .pls for the playlist, or what what formats of playlists are you supporting? Uh, it supports most playlists. Actually, it's uh, .q, .xspf. Uh, oh, there's there's a few of them. There's a few of them. If it, if it's common, it's supported basically. Uh, it, it supports all the common ones, plus some that are less common. Yeah. So it's yeah, no problem with that. It's pretty much if you got it, it'll work. Right. And what about audio input for listening? Is it you know just MP3s or is it FLAC MP3s, WAVs, you uh, name if, it? If you're importing your own soundtracks, uh, own playlists rather, sorry, uh, or or uh, playlists to execute with the game in context mode then uh, you can use any sort of audio format I take loads flax waves mp3.org lots of them lots of them so it's pretty flexible right well I think I've just about run out of all the questions that I've got scribbled down do any of you guys have any more that you want to ask Kate or does anyone in Twitch have any questions they want to ask Kate as well I know you've. I've seen you've been getting a whole load of love from Nats Wright, and I'm going to murder. Thanks, Nats. Is it and Paul? Paul Archer as well. Paul Archer. Yeah, Paul's here as well. Um, Great is bloke. It, if, if he runner or something like that. If he, 
Ithi Rihanna. I'm, I'm sorry I'm murdering that name properly. I feel bad if, for it. Ithi Rihanna. Using both HCS and music pack, no issues. Good. It's good. I um, also uh, one of <laughs> one of one of the users just brought me a message and said, "Don't forget to mention internet radio. There, there is an internet radio system on there, of which Lave Radio is the default radio station." Yay! <laughs> good choice. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. oh. So, what? Okay, do you want to say what kind of games you'll be able to support in the future? obviously you're supporting Elite Dangerous at the moment. I saw in your promo video that you would be able to do... Um, oh, didn't I see Star Citizen in there as well? Yeah, we are waiting for uh, CIG to implement a journal system. So we're kind of waiting on them at the moment. So their timetable kind of fits in with ours. By the time we've got the Elite combat... What, so out, maybe by about 2030 then? Yeah, about thirty years time. <laughs> I, I I hope it does come out in the not too distant future. But um, yeah, we we've basically got the three packs for Elite to come out first. Uh, once the combat packs out, then we'll be looking at obviously Star Citizen and some other games. Then um, we we are working on something really really big for the music packs at the moment. I I. I burst in to tell you what it is but I just can't at the moment but, um, some of what we're doing now is, is groundbreaking but what we've got coming next year is going to be absolutely mind blowing we're a speculating uh, I, station so can we have some hints can't say any more than no. that sorry right. I do have one question actually Anna. I know you said you, we're on 1.3 at the moment so if I buy 1.3 just now, is it a paid upgrade to get the version 2 stuff, or is that all, is it like a lifetime pass, or do you buy the base software and then you buy the expansions, or how are you okay. doing it? I, I thought you might ask this, actually. I was I was hoping you didn't, because it made oh, sorry. I'm going to have to say it. Uh, it's actually something I'm going to announce in the newsletter at the end of this month, but we're so close to that now, I can actually give you an exclusive on that, um, which which does answer your question. So what we're going to do is uh, in in December, we are going to completely change the way the music pack works. So as it is now, um, as, as great it is, as it is, looking further down the future and for the thing that we want to do next year, the big thing, um, we need to make some of the changes a bit sooner than planned. So uh, to build a foundation ready for next year, what we're going to do is make the player system, uh, well, the entire system is going to be modular. So you'll have the play system, um, yeah, which will handle your playlists, uh, the context mode, uh, yeah, all, all, all the other stuff. So it'll be like the base system. Then as an option, we'll have uh, voice expansion. So like Obsidian and some others coming down the line will, will be an option. And then uh, as the third optional module will be the music pack itself. So that'll be you know your, your exploration pack, um, the combat pack, the trade pack. So all of that will be optional. So you can have uh, just the bass player or you can have uh, the voice expansion with it or you can have a music pack or 
hopefully all three. So how we're going to do this is everybody that owns the exploration pack right now will get the new base player for free. So that would be VMX2. Uh, so then they'll obviously already own uh, the Obsidian uh, voice expansion as well. So they'll get that for free as well because they've basically already paid for that. Um, so then the only thing they'll be buying then is the trade pack, which you'll be able to import you know, in, into the new player. So from then on, you can kind of just bolt on uh, packs into it. Uh, if if somebody didn't own a music pack, um, you know, at that point, then they'd need to buy the player, and then if they want Obsidian or another voice expansion to go with it, you know, they'd have they'd have to get those and whichever pack that they want. Because I know some people just just want the player, some people want it all, so they get the choice now. Uh, this, this this ties in nicely with what's going to happen next year as well, so it'll all make sense. Soon. <laughs> yeah, Soon. I mean, I have to admit, I, I love listening to non-spoken word music when I'm working. But yeah. obviously I'm sitting in the middle of the office and I can't be issuing voice commands. So it sounds like you, the features you've got upcoming would mean I could actually listen to this while I'm sitting in the office doing my development and go off and you know, control things and play with things and listen to things, which could work really quite well for me. I'm, quite, I'm really looking forward to that, I have to admit, just on a personal level. Could possibly be coming. Well, maybe. You've, you've, you've maybe kind of not. said it is, so <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume you are. <laughs> you assume. You assume. And we you know about assumptions. Or deny. Yeah. No, no ETA, no guarantees. As, as about Sam right. would say, yeah. Right, so... <laughs> Whereabouts can people find you then, Kate? Okay, uh, you can find us on the website, gamemusicpacks.com, all one word. I'm sure someone will paste it into the channel as well. So it'll be in the show. It's already been in the and it's be, it'll be on the show notes as well. But gamemusicpacks.org, did you say? Dot com. Dot com, dot com. Yeah. Uh, we're also doing, uh, if you have a look on there, we're doing a little special effect fundraiser um, there's some music that I wrote for Kate Russell during Fantasticom um, that's that's on the website uh, you can download it for free or you can uh, donate a little bit as a thank you say thank you to us by giving to we do love special, special effects effect. uh, yeah yep. they're, they're good good cause yep they are good, indeed good chaps and chapesses lovely right anything else you want to say about it or anything else for that matter, Angel. Pick one up. <laughs> Buy one, help us, support us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we really do need support. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing okay. I mean, good good support from the community. But, um, yeah, we're grateful for any any support. I think you'll, you'll love it. it. You won't regret it. It sounds remarkably interesting, and I'm... Oh, actually, one thing I did, I've meant to ask you, actually, how did you wind up getting involved with Obsidian Ants? Oh, um, while I was composing the music, uh, originally going back a couple of years now, I tended to use Obsidian's uh, videos to them, because um, I'm used to making music to picture. I, I was 
I found his videos really, really useful to uh, compose to. So as as I was working on the pack, I put the music in there and you know, I just had some text-to-speech stuff in there just as a placeholder. I just had his voice in my head going with the music and I thought, oh, this his, his voice would be really good to go with the pack. So I thought like, he's never going to agree to do it. I thought, you know, he, he can only say no, so I'll just go and ask him. So I asked him, um, and he, he said, well, can you tell me a bit more what it's about? Because I was um, kind of holding back at that time, though I don't, don't want to say what it was too soon. So uh, I gave him you know, a few few little teasers about it, and he was like, oh, God, this sounds really good. I really, I really want to be a part of this. Yeah, obviously, Dean, yeah, he he really liked the idea, and basically, he he wanted in on it. So when, once it got closer to it, he said, "Just it really let me know. I really, I'm really interested in this." Um, so we sent him sent him the demo, and yeah, he was he was really into it, and it just went from there really. And, and he's a lovely, lovely guy. Yeah, we 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 get on great now. We, we've been talking regularly for about a year now, so. You know, got to know him over the time, and he's a uh, yeah, really, really nice guy. A very, very professional as well. You know, he's very, very good to work with. Great person to work with as well. Yep, I'm not going to disagree with any of that. So, yeah. right, Toxic, you mentioned that you've been doing some of your own streams. Whereabouts can people find that? And if they're feeling particularly brave by the end of it. But I don't really want to advertise it, but if you're going to make me... Uh, go.twitch.tv slash cmdr underscore Dr. Toxic. Um, stream sort of sporadically most nights, depending how I feel. If there's anyone else streaming, yeah, if somebody else is streaming, then I'll go and watch them instead. It's more interesting than what I'm going to be streaming. Fair enough. And you know, we do need to basically find out. Who is more offensive, you or Grant? I think that's that's something that's going to have to be decided upon at some point soon. So, yeah, I might have to have words with my viewers about that, putting me up to contests I didn't plan to join. <laughs> right. Anybody else have anything else they're wanting to go on about? I, I don't think so. I'm going to take that as a no. Right, well, I am going to have to mention that LaveCon 2018 is coming up at the beginning of next June. Once again, we'll be in the Sedgebrook Hotel, and tickets for that will be available soon, TM, with, once again, the usual no ETA, no guarantee. It's all kind of depending on what when Karen goes off and finalizes everything, I guess. Uh, I also want to mention the CQC Discord channel, which is awesome if you want to try and actually get your CQC on. I know it's helped Colin find matches even at 3 o'clock at night and you know, things like that, which is a lot better than my luck finding CQC matches, I have to admit. So, I Does think... anybody still play CQC? I've, 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 I enjoy CQC when I play it. I, I like it, but I, I'm... Sitting there just, for ages waiting yeah. for matchmaking. There's never anyone there, so and that's kind of where gave up on CQC, it. and that's exactly where this CQC Discord thing chimes in. I guess you know you basically you go onto that channel there, 
say I'm looking for a match and people will jump in and you'll be able to form a wing and hopefully find one. Yeah, um, good. So, and that'll, the links to all that will be in the show notes again, as usual as well. All right, in that case then, thank you very much to Grant, to Ashley, to Shan, and to Angel. That's us for another episode of Lave Radio. You can get in, if you want to get in touch with the show, then you can email us on info at laveradio.com. We are on Facebook at slash Lave Radio. We are at Lave Radio on Twitter. You can join in the Discord chat by going to tinyurl.com slash chat. We're also on the TeamSpeak server, which is teamspeak.laveradio.com. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 British time. Whatever time, whether we're, we're going to be going back. Yeah, we're going back an hour, aren't we? We're going to be going back an hour, remember everyone in... And somebody's just shooting me as we're trying to go out, out trying to do the sign-off. Thank you very much, whoever that was. It's not very we're nice. Going, it's not. Um, it's we go out their to, bodies. <laughs> no, because they're probably in a far harder ship than I am. A sidewinder. <laughs> Quite possibly. <yeah. laughs> a stock sidewinder. <laughs> Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. Thank you very much to all the commanders who have been shooting me outside of Lave Station. <clears throat> Until next time, fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life uh, need a safe word space can be I'm gonna see the galaxy. <laughs> Digest 24th of October 3303. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Thargoids attempt denial of service takeover. Aegis moves in as the old guard clear out. Unrest as new guardian sites found to be old guardian sites. Scribbling Senator scribbles for free. 
Thargoid's attempt, denial of service, takeover. In the face of an increasingly effective human opposition, Tharg the Mighty, Emperor of the Call 70 sector and Lord of Polaris, has launched a cyber attack that he hopes may be decisive in the war. A concerted attack on Monday night prevented all human ships from flying for a period of approximately five hours, during which the Thargoid fleet moved quietly towards the human bubble completely unopposed. The ammonia-based lifeforms are planning further denial-of-service attacks, mainly on Thursday mornings. Meanwhile, after hearing about the research of xenobiologist William Baines, Federation President Zachary Hudson believes he may have an answer to the spreading Thargoid threat. In an attempt to deny the Thargoids the very stuff of their existence, Hudson has made the harbour process illegal throughout the Federation. As he awaits the inevitable Thargoid surrender, Hudson has taken the conflict to social media, calling Tharg the Mighty weak and a loser. He then forgot the name of a Federation Navy commander who died fighting Thargoids and went for a round of golf. All in all, a pretty good day for President Hudson. Aegis moves in as the old guard clear out. Following the announcements by Federation and Empire of their withdrawal from the Pleiades, Aegis has announced a massive expansion there. Two orbital outposts have already been built, but Aegis plans to build at least 20 in all. Admiral Aidan Tanner, who effectively runs Aegis, claimed that the three superpowers fully back his expansion plans, despite their own discretion in the face of danger. Imperial Admiral and Senator Denton Petraeus has certainly backed Tanner, stating that in his simple-minded view, we should not seek to understand why the Thorgods are attacking us, we should seek to strike them hard and effectively. Sirius Corporation head honcho Lee Yong Rui believes that the discovery of the INRA bases shows that the Thargoids can be defeated and that the Sirius Corporation can make some serious money in the process. Ex-Federation President Battle Axe Jasmina Halsey also made a comment on the situation in the Pleiades that was as incoherent as it was irrelevant. Otherwise, the Alliance has remained silent, even in the face of unsubstantiated and malicious rumours that the Alliance attempts at peace with the Thargoids may have been sabotaged. But the shapely 27-year-old People's Princess Ashling Duval, who was accused last year by Senator Kahina Loren of wearing a wig, has suggested that the Thargoid threat may have been fabricated to help support spending on bigger, better weapons. Do-gooder Duval, who is considered by some to be the rightful heir to the Imperial throne, also campaigns against slavery and drugs, and sells her own brand of vegan ready meals, which taste awful. Unrest as new Guardian sites found to be old.
Three new Guardian sites have been found in a completely new location. The new sites, which represent one each of the Alpha, Beta and Gamma types, are in the EORLAUWSY nebula, only a few thousand light years southeast of the galactic core. All previously discovered Guardian sites have been just east of the human inhabited homeworlds. This new location for Guardian cities, which are accompanied by the characteristic groves of brain trees, suggests that the Guardian's civilization was much more geographically diverse than previously realized. The Guardians are believed to have died out many thousands of years ago, but there's a strong belief that their artificially intelligent creations may live on. There's direct evidence that the Guardian's technology may hold the key to defeating the Thargoids. But this has not prevented disappointment amongst commanders who are hoping for new city layouts. For a sign that the Guardians had more imagination than the town planners who invented Milton Keynes. Scribbling Senator Scribbles for Free Scribbling Senator Drew Wagar has announced that he's hanging up his quill. The Senator, whose modern history of the galaxy has proved popular amongst commanders, has handed his historical archive to Canon Interstellar for safekeeping. It can be viewed in the library on the Gnosis, with a G, by prior appointment with Miss Featherstone. But Scribblus Maximus hasn't quite given up writing completely. He has promised to scribble for free in the front of any book that's sent to him, as long as the cost of return postage is sent to him along with the book. Any book. The possibilities are endless. And that's this week's Gallant News. Gallant News, we read the news so you don't have to.